Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase. Well, it's the end of the working week, and that means it's time for Thrill of the Chase, your weekly dose. Really, it's a daily dose during the week now, isn't it, uh, with Greyhound Racing News right across the not only spectre of Victoria, but also across the country as well. There's plenty happening. Damien Watson here with you, and I'm joined once again by Mitch Bayer, Greyhound Racing media personality, breeder, owner of Mitchie. Aston Rupee just continues to get it done and decimated the Sandown track record. What a momentous night it was for Aston Rupee last night. Yeah, geez, it was good last night. The big fella, he set the track alight. Uh, the 5.15 record that Hardstyle Rico set in the Melbourne Cup, we, we didn't think would be broken for a little while, but uh, he turned on an ultimate performance last night, Rupee. Once he stepped and got to the front uh, after probably about 30 or 40 metres, Watchy and I both said this is track record uh, yeah. in danger. And sure enough, he, he did. He beat the track record by, well, a couple of lengths, I think two and a half lengths. And I know there's been a bit of talk about it today, you know, the bit of tailwind because there was a tailwind there last night, the, how much it assisted it. But uh, he's still got to do it, don't you? And I'm sure there's been plenty of windy days there in the past where no grand's been able to do it. So um, all credit goes to Glennie Rounds and um, Aston Rupee. But, geez, he's a fast dog. He is an absolute rocket. And I reckon he's stud. Uh, stocks might have just risen a little bit. Uh, I know he hasn't got any pups on the ground. He hasn't gone to stud yet, and it'll be a while before he does. But, yeah, he'll be in hot demand once he uh, does hit the stud uh, market. Well, the time was 28.79 seconds. Let's hear how it unfolded in race eight last night. The track record registered by Aston Rupee at Sandown. Straight out to lead. Lakeview Walter is up to challenge a neck away. And then Xavier Bale third. All eyes are going to be on the clock early. They're followed Nikolai Bale, then Johan Bale. A break back to Spring Cobra. Well, you're sensing a sub-29 here. Aston Rupee down the back. Two and a half Lakeview Walter. Then Xavier Bale. The rest headed by Johan Bale. But Aston Rupee clicks up the gear. He's chasing the track record now. Aston Rupee surges home. 28.77. Wowee. Aston Rupee. Utterly brilliant by five links, Lakeview Walter, third Savian Bale, then Nikolai Bale, Spring Cobra, Johan Bale. Throw the form guide away. He's a superstar, 28.77. Well, James Vandermart, the race caller, I think had it in his mind that it could be potentially broken, that track record, halfway through the race. You just got the sense that it was in great form, Aston Rupee. Did you have that same feeling as well halfway through the race, Mitchie, last night? Yeah, you did, and I think James had a pretty good guide on the track as well. I know that a few of the races beforehand had gone quite quick. Um, I think some of the greyhounds, well, James assessed that it was probably two two lengths, maybe two and a half lengths uh, quick, the track, and uh, once he led, which he doesn't usually do that often, it was going to be all eyes on the clock, because we know what kind of dog he is when he gets it right, and what 
he would trial solo would be absolutely scary. But we know he had gone twenty eight ninety two there on a Sunday, and I don't think the track was going that good at the time, considering he ran that. But last night it was hot. He got to the front early. There was nothing going to get near him, nothing going to pressure him, and he didn't have to weave through any fields for the first time in a long time. But Jizzy was good, and it was great to see. I, I love seeing records broken um, and, and dogs getting faster. And I tell you what, if they get any quicker, well, they may have to play the races in slow-mo. <laughs> well, just on that race as well, we've spoken about the winner at length, Aston Rupee, breaking the track record. That has to be taken into account when analysing the performances of the place getters in particular. Lakeview Walter finished second, Xavier Bale in third, Nikolai Bale just outside the placings as well. So two Samantha Grenfell dogs figuring prominently. What did you make of the place getters or those just behind? Yeah, I thought uh, the second dog's run was huge, uh, Lakeview, and he was massive. He only lost by five, was probably two and a half off the uh, the champ rupee down the back. And for a dog that uh, had his first run back the other day for a little while, he's won over 100,000 Lakeview Cruiser, but um, uh, sorry, Walter. But, geez, it was some sort of run. Like, you think if you've got a dog going 28-79 out in front, then to be only losing by five to six lengths, you must be going real well. And Aston Rupee's probably hands down the fastest dog in the land. And, yeah, to get within five, I thought it was a very good run. And I think they would have gone home pretty happy last night, the Whelans. they got a very, very nice pup there. And I know he's had a few little problems uh, over the last few months, but uh, he's back now somewhere near his best. And... Can anything be Nassan Rupee for the Melbourne Cup? Because he's looking awfully hard to beat. I know. Well, that's the thing. It has to be figuring prominently now. And it's been so consistent, Aston Rupee, in its performances. Is there any Achilles heel that this dog has or not? Yeah, the only Achilles heel is that he's not the greatest beginner. So um, whereas some dogs can go five five dead early, and he can, but he's not consistent. He's pretty. He's like Shimmer Shine when it comes in. When he, when he nails the start... He can, you know, run 502, 501 and uh, even maybe break five at times. But he, he runs those 520s, which is going to put him just amongst midfield. And he has a little bit of work from there. So that's the only concern. If Like, whereas we compare to a Fernando Bale, who was just a genuine lid pinger start after start. And he was, you know, if he ever missed it, then he was in strife. But he never really, he never, you know, really missed it. So he, he was that good. But. They're just different animals. It's the way they go about it. Like Fernando is just all speed, rupees, speed and strength mixed into one, but just not a good, uh, not as good a box dog. Want to touch on a couple of other races from last night, Mitchie, and performances. Firstly, Bobby the Brutes. It prevailed in race four ahead of Fernando Frank, who I know a couple of the panellists have really rated in a bullish way. It finished second, but 33.868 the time for Bobby the Brute. How did you make its run from the outside, or what did you make of it in particular, given it had the outside draw? That was a huge run. Uh, box eight looked to be really well suited for him. There's a bit of speed drawn underneath, and I thought he might have got a nice card into the race, which he did. Um, but to go 33 and 84, I, I think, you know, shows how good he's come back from an injury. He's made it back-to-back now. And I think Brendan Purcell has done a great job with him. He was always a fast dog. We know that. We know how good he was. Um, used to race up in Queensland, came down here to Brendan. And, uh, yeah, had a bit of an injury uh, delay there for a little while. But he's back now and absolutely flying. And one of our good listeners, uh, Matty, uh, he's part owner in him. So he was up and about last night. And, it's good to see, as I said, we, we, lo- we love seeing fast dogs, you know, back on the track and running well, and I hate to see him on the sidelines. But, yeah, he's a, he's a real good feel-good uh, feel story, uh, Bobby the Brute. 
Another race that offered a decent amount of prize money behind race eight, which we've touched on already, was actually race number two, over six grand on offer. And Starlight Dusty had the good draw from box one and took full advantage at a time of 34.356 seconds ahead of Orca and Arby's Lucy. Uh, Starlight Dusty obviously having the advantage of the inside draw, but you've got to take advantage of it and capitalise it when it happens, and it did just that. Oh, yeah, this dog uh, was impressive last week, and I, I thought he was going to get a nice run here. The only main concern was the seven, which they backed heavily. Um, I, I think it had trolled. Yeah, I think it had trolled quite nicely there. And, um, yeah, they did back it. They backed it from about sixes into $3, and it just walked out. And uh, Starlight Dusty had the beautiful rails draw, and they've been in good form, the Cottrells, Kayla, Janet, and... Uh, and Dave as well, and um, yeah, they've been absolutely sizzling. But thirty-four, thirty-five, a nice run. Um, the the dog's got a nice future. You know the thing I love about these guys, though, the way they train them, they just they're not afraid to step them up in distance. They're not afraid to put them over six hundred. And there's a lot of people out there that are hesitant, you know, thinking, oh, no, I'll keep them at the five hundreds. But the problem is the dogs keep getting knocked around, mate, and and they just lose confidence so quick. But putting them over six hundred, even if they're not a genuine six hundred meter dog, they gain confidence by being out on the arm and. They get run down, they get run down, but they're given every possible chance to win the race. Our race number seven, which was, I guess, a precursor to Aston Rupee's performance, saw Persian Goddess get the victory. A good time as well, 29.216 seconds when you consider Aussie Secret won the previous race in 29.37 seconds over the same distance. Uh, Persian Goddess drawing box number three. Some decent dogs in this race as well. Aston Cade finished fourth. McInerney had the good draw and finished third. Uh, how did you analyse that race? Yeah, this was an interesting one because I know James was absolutely blown away by the time, and uh, this is this is one of the races for me that suggested the track was hot because Persian Goddess, a very fast dog, Nahari Bell runs second as well. They're both good dogs, like very good dogs, but I don't think Persian Goddess is a twenty nine twenty dog. I could be mistaken, but I do not think that uh, the dog is a twenty nine twenty animal. Did last night, but that's what suggested maybe the track was three lengths quick, and um, I know it's run around the thirties there in the in the past, but. Um, a really good win, not taking anything away from it. Benny Joski's uh, going really well at the moment. When you've got the dogs going five dead to the first marker and 18.70 off the back, um, you know you've got something on your hands. And, yeah, he's been uh, he's been really going well. So it's good to see uh, a boy from down in Yinar South. And um, <laughs> Nahari Bale for Mark Dalbridge run second. He was a really nice run considering he wasn't the strongest type uh, probably three or four months ago. We've got a few text messages coming through. I'll get to those in a moment. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. if you want to text in. We've got race eight coming up from Bendigo very shortly as well. But just on last night, any other highlights or lowlights for you from last night's meeting that we haven't touched on? Uh, well, so we touched on Aston Rupi. Uh, I thought Venus Light. We probably should touch on Venus Light. Yeah, this greyhand was awesome last night. 33.92. Now, for those out there that work, work comparing times, you go and have a look at Venus Light's uh, two runs. Well, Two winning runs at Sandown, and it's gone 34-21 and 34-20, which suggests it's probably a 34-20 dog. And last night's gone 33-92, so um, decimated its own PB by about three lengths. And uh, once it got out in front, it was just never going to be caught. The Britons, their dogs are super strong and super tough, and uh, they're pretty hard to go past. But, yeah, this dog was really good last night, 33-92, a nice win there. And if you can put together a few more performances like that, it's going to go a long, long way into – you know, racking up a good record. Now, I thought another race we should touch on was race 10, which is Osprey Phantom. Had the beautiful draw on the rails. Had trialled well leading up to this 23 and 39 last night. Went 5.05 to the first marker and uh, another winner in town for and- uh, Angela Langton. 
they just keep racking them up and they're, they're another one of the uh, trainers that aren't afraid to take their dogs to town or afraid to step the dogs up to six or 700 metres. Now we've got race eight coming up from Bendigo very, very shortly. And just taking a look at the market at this point in time, this one over the 500 metres, by the way, got the talk is a favourite at this point from box number six. It's certainly been relatively consistent, but in the placings in three of its last five with a win there as well. I'm probably going to go in the camp here of Rearview Mirror. I think it's a decent price in terms of value at yep. $6. And it too has been in the placings in four of its last five without banking a win. What are your thoughts on this race? It is a good dog review mirror, and I'm not happy. I'm not happy enough to take the dollar thirty about uh, got the talk. As good as the dog is, its last run at Hillsville was okay, but I think sometimes they can miss the kick pretty bad when they go from the uh, Hillsville three fifty, which is a short run up, to back to a normal. So uh, I actually don't mind the two here, mate. I like uh, Cornhill Tiger. I think this dog has got ability. It's got a good box record. Loves the track. 38 starts or eight wins in 12 placings. One at Sandown three runs ago in 29.90. And it was a, mass, a massive run last week. So I reckon it's going to be half a sniff in there here at an each way odds of around 10s and two bucks. All right. So fair enough. I'm, yeah, review Vera for me uh, from box number four, although there are a couple of other chances. Um, although they're all in double figures, basically, when you have a look at the market. They are. So. The talk. You could make a case for Cornhill Tiger from box two. It's had two wins in its last five, and at $10, it's going to have, I guess, potentially the inside run if it gets ahead of Rezzy's shout, but we'll see what happens. Uh, in race Someone's eight. going to be going for a bit here on the quaddy because the favourite gets up, it's going to be paying 1300 and anything outside of that, you're looking at four to 7000 mm. because the first three legs have been $7, $9, and $7, so... Well, if you're potentially on the cusp of a quaddy, uh, text through 0499736736. Matty likes a six and four quadella here. Got the talk from Rearview Mirror. So he's on, I guess, with the punters uh, in terms of the order of the price. Just off the SMS, Anonymous here saying, King Mitch, get on my dog Jungle Juice tonight. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, that'll be Remy from uh, Adelaide, um, one of the good mates. I talk to him quite often and... He's a boy from Adelaide. Geez, he's a good tips day. Tips at uh, Angle Park Murray Bridge. He, I think I, I don't know if I told you the other day. He hit a multi uh, nine le nine leg greyhound multi, which is nice. paying one th one thousand two hundred bucks for every dollar you put on. And um, yeah, he was seeing them like I think he had five bucks on it, so he won a lazy six. But uh, he's seen him like beach balls and Jungle Juice is his favourite dog. I, I like the dog, but I said to him that you know it can't win all the time. It's not the <clears throat> sorry, it's not the kind of dog that does ping the lids all the time, but it is a very fast animal. All right, and Brock has texted in saying, good afternoon, Dave and Mitchie. Hope you're both going well. Massive night last night with the boys, and Paps a fill-up. So I jumped on. Who's your pappy today at Swan Hill? Race 6, number 9, took it each way, paid $13. Thanks again, Paps, says Rock. Uh, oh, so I've got a little story about that because one of our good listeners, Mitchie Lewis from Mount Gambier, and, yes. uh, I was talking to him this morning, and he goes, I found one. You've got to tell Paps about it. So uh, he said, I've got a horse running not his one, but he found one called uh, Who's Your Pappy at Swan Hill. And he goes, tell Paps to back it. He had an absolute belter of a night last night. He returned 137 units, Damo, oh, wow. from about 78 or 80 units investment on his debut. He absolutely tore us to shreds. He was tipping winners for fun. He was calling races. Uh, he was, you know, telling them, telling the bookies to pay him out with 200 metres to go in the race. He was doing it all. But this horse, I was meant to tip it to him today, and it did. It got up at $13. Oh, jeez. Did he get back to you and say, yeah, but I've got on it? No, I forgot to let him know about it. I've oh, been yeah. caught up all day, and unfortunately, always the way you miss it and they get up.
Yeah, that's okay. Uh, they're just about set to go. Race 8 at Bendigo. Let's hit there now. It's the Peter Brown Custom Homes. They're set to go. Race 8. And they're racing. Beginning well on the inside, Cornhill Tiger. Speed from Got the Talk. Couldn't quite get across rearview mirror. Now gets some clear air down Can't the, the back straight. Rezzy Shout was fourth. Further back to Regal Missile mirror. Disco Riot. Double tactic and last was Aston Remy. Up front, it's Cornhill Tiger. Got the Talks a half length. Come on, Tiger. Some work to do. Rearview mirror behind them in the straight. Cornhill Tiger. Got the Talk down the outside. He's leaving it late. It's too late. And Cornhill Tiger. Cornhill uh, Tiger. Mitchie. Got the Talk. <laughs> Happy birthday there. Ooh. Well, I did say prior to the race that it won two of its last five. Its four wasn't too bad. I was surprised it was at double-figure odds. I thought it'd be at least maybe around the six, seven dollar yeah. mark. I couldn't believe it. What's that trifecta going to pay? Because what we've had, we've had the two, we've had the four and the six, I think, run. Were they the first three? Uh, six, yep. nine. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at Wagga. Uh, it was two, six, and four. Yeah, 64 bucks. Very, very nice. There you go. What a way to start. Hopefully you got on that one, listeners. Yeah. Uh, get behind the peacock. He's already absolutely uh, flexing it at the moment. So if you want to text in, 499 736 736. You're listening to Frill of the Chase. On the other side of this break, we'll preview the upcoming race meetings this weekend. Cynthia O'Brien will join us a little later on in the program to talk about a massive day of racing at Hillsville this Sunday. We've got the Group 2 Hillsville Cup, the Members Only Cup, a lot of maiden heats as well. So there's a lot happening in the great area of Hillsville, east of Melbourne. We'll take a break. Back with more on the other side. You're listening to Frill of the Chase on SEN Track. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You're listening to Thriller to Chase. Mitchie O'Bayer, of course, alongside myself, Damian Watson. And Mitchie's in fine form. He tipped Cornhill Tiger to victory in race eight at Bendigo. Paid well and truly into double-figure odds. And just having a look at the text machine, it's lighting up already, Mitchie. Mark from Melbourne declaring you the world champ uh, off the SMS. Bang, are you serious? The more you bet, the more you get. Uh, Mark from Melbourne also <laughs> mentioning Cornhill Tiger trifecta in first four. Thank you very much, Mitch, says Mark. Cool. I wonder. Oh, let's see. Uh, look at that. How much did that pay? The first four paid four hundred and thirty-one dollars. Trifecta sixty-four fifty. So there you go. Uh, yeah, nice. That's a good up. little. That's a good little fill-up. Plus the about thirteen or fourteen dollar win bet. So uh, pretty happy with that. That's what we want to see to start the night, and plenty of those to keep continuing. Uh, Vinny says Diamond Creek understatement could have done with that one last night to serve it up to Paps. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know I could have. I well and truly could have. But you can't get them every night. I've been red hot the last two Thursdays. So uh, I was due for just an okay night, and that's all I had last night. But I'm happy with this one to start. Got to give the debutante his glory anyway at the end of the day. It's only fair. It's only Well, fair. there's been a good – there's been a really good strike rate demo, as you would know, that – um, first timers on the show always go well. There's something about it. I don't know what it is. They bring their A game. They, they step up to the plate and, um, yeah, they usually hold their own. Uh, no doubt about that. Well, it's time for you to perhaps steer us in the direction of more winners. Firstly, tonight's couple of meetings at Sale and Geelong. Any to look out for, firstly, at Sale? 
Okay, well, can I can I start at Geelong? Yeah, go start at Geelong. Absolutely. Yeah, Geelong's closer just making, anyway. Making, <laughs> no, my computer just let me down for a sec, so I had my uh, I had half of them written down on my paperwork, and the other ones I'd uh, on the computer here, and the computer's frozen. So uh, I've got two at Geelong tonight. Two best bets. Uh, the first one is in race two. It's in box eight, and uh, this dog's been super strong the last couple. It's um, it's been running on really well, and I think it's perfectly drawn out there. Um, now, it's a dog in the Dalbridge camp. I think you're getting – I'm just trying to find the odds here because I've got to go about it a different way now considering my internet's deserted me. Um, right. It's it's $2.60. It's called Toby Castle. Now, the last run at Warnable was good. Lost to Osprey Rose by five and a bit. It was super strong. Uh, it won on debut at Bendigo, and the, the run before that uh, at Warnable was also very good as well. I just think it's beautifully drawn, this dog. It takes a little while to warm up. It's by Fernando Bale. Uh, it'll just get a lovely run around them. And there's a bit of speed on the inside boxes, one and three, and I think this thing will just absolutely motor past them on that first turn. So that was race two, number eight, Toby Castle. My other best bet of the night, I think this is superb value. I, I can't believe the odds that they're throwing out for this one at the moment, um, and that being race five, number eight, Russian sub. It's three starts for one win and a place from box eight. Uh, it went 25.07 last week at Warnable in what was a really, really good run. Uh, the favourites carry on Angel in the race. Rocket Boys is your second favourite. Russian Sub is the third favourite here. And now I just think he'll be able to uh, clear these. I think he's got a lot of early speed. Rocket Boy, I'm not sure how he's going to step based on last week's performance at Hillsdale. As I said, sometimes they can miss the kick slightly. Um, so I'm a little bit concerned about how um, Rocket Boy will step tonight. But saying that, he is a very classy animal when he's uh, on and uh, he's going to take a little bit of beating, but I just think Russian sub is value out wide. All right, fair enough too. And uh, we may as well, before we get to the news, we may as well get your tips, the best bets uh, for the weekend in terms of the Meadows in particular on Saturday because you're looking at the inside dogs as probably having the advantage, as they usually do, but uh, in particular two to look out for, Mapunga Warrior and Mapunga Ruby. Just explain your rationale there. Yeah, so these two dogs have been flying lately, Mapunga Warrior. Uh, he's a box one bandit. He loves it there. He's He loves the Meadows. He's been in some really good form of late as well. And uh, if you go back and look at his runs, he was huge last week. He made up a stack of ground. Uh, I just think he's beautifully drawn and going to get a really nice run in the race. Uh, I'm trying to see what odds we got there for Mapunga Warrior. I'm sure it was around the $2.70 mark, uh, but I could be wrong. It's No, sorry, it's $2 Mapunga Warrior. Um, yeah, six starts for four wins and a placing off the red. Uh, he only lost to King of Calippo last week by a length and a bit. And before that, he was in scintillating form where he uh, placed in the speed star over the 600. So a dog that's got a huge motor, um, we know that. And I just think it's a really winnable race for him. A, a lot of speed in the race, but not a lot of strength. And he's got both. All right. And what about... My other one? Yeah, the other one. Mapunga Ruby. Uh, in the Top Cat video final, uh, 25,000. It was a group three. And uh, drawing the red, this dog is... Probably the best stayer in the land. And I know it's a big call considering only went 42.90 last week and five-star went 42.40. But I think Mapunga Ruby will hold the rails position here. I think the box draws played a, bit, played a big part in it last week. She had box five. Five-star had box two, closer to the fence. Uh, I think five-star is going to be doing it hard to try and cross from the outside draw. And when you've got Mapunga Ruby, Gypsy Wyong, and Hank the Hustler drawn in boxes one, two, and four, that's a lot of speed there. And... I just think it's going to be doing it hard to cross. So uh, Mapunga Ruby, a greyhound that's been in some slashing form, one twelve of 19, 42.60 PB. Uh, it should be just leading throughout here and winning, I would have thought. I don't think that there's anything in the race that can beat it if she leads. 
All right, and we'll touch on the sale now. Firstly, for tonight and, and also Sunday. I know you've got a couple on Sunday to really keep an eye on, and uh, you can hear Mitch Bayer alongside Jason Bollington from 5 p.m. on Sundays via SEN Track. But just give us your insight into sale both tonight and on Sunday. Now, I've got one tonight, and I reckon this one is an absolute special. So mark this down, each way special. Race six, number eight, Egyptian Tiger. This dog is an absolute box eight bandit, if there's ever such thing as a box eight bandit. <laughs> last, start, last start, he lost to Amiga Dodge, who's probably been one of the best dogs at sale in recent weeks. He lost to him by three and a bit lengths in 25.03 off box one. Now, this is a dog that we're talking about, has three starts off box eight for three wins and is at $5 tonight. I, I just think it's going to get the best run you'll ever see. There's a vacant five and a vacant six. The seven will go towards the fence, and the eight is just going to have that much room to cart around them. It won't be funny. So I just think this thing is an absolute special. Race, write that down. Race six, number eight, Egyptian Tiger. So that's what, that's one of them there. Memorable name too. It's a. Uh, I wrote the name. I reckon it's a, a very, very good dog, and uh, it, oh, I can't believe the odds. When I saw it drew box eight, I thought. Any other box, and you probably wouldn't tend to go near it. But I, I just think that it is a—it's a very big show. Uh, the other dog I'm keen on is race four, number one, Osai Bale, around the four dollars and the dollar eighty-five mark. I don't think this is a strong race by any means. I think this is very winnable. The dog's got a big motor and just doesn't like any pressure. But Norwegian Wood isn't the greatest beginner. I think that Ho- Osai Bale will be able to hold a position on the fence and um, be, be too strong late. I, I think a eighty five is a really good place value. It's a greyhound that's only won two of its 26 starts but had an, another 11 placings, so it's a very good dog at running a place. Um, I'd probably suggest some sort of multi with Osai Bale and Egyptian Tiger, and I think you'll be uh, collecting. And for sale on Sunday, you've got Queen Kathleen in race five, who's also drawn the good box, box number one, and 927 in race seven. So a couple to keep an eye on there. Yeah, Queen Kathleen has been absolutely flying of late. Dawn Johnston uh, trains it, and she just said she's just such an honest dog. The dog just, you know, keeps performing and lives up to, you know, all the expectation of being a real lid pinger. Uh, the dog does get out and go, and that's one benefit of being at sale. It is a leader's track. It's drawn beautifully. It's got a wide runner in box two, Go Rogue. He likes to run off the track, so he's going to give Queen Kathleen the greatest run going. Uh, one last week in 25 and 13, off box eight, as consistent as they come. And uh, I don't think anything in this race, to be honest, can beat her if she leads because um, it's. I just see the race panning out beautifully. So that was race five, number one, Queen Kathleen. And then my other best there on the night, which will probably be closer to my best bet of the night, is race seven, number three, 927. Bravery has drawn box one. Tiger Blurton's got the two. Uh, An overflow Lisa, a wide runner in box four. I just think 927 is going to get the dream run here. A dog that uh, has been running over the 650s and 660s for a little while now. Beat Hudat Diva two runs back. Uh, It beat Bessie's Daisy. Uh, and drumroll, please, uh, at Shepparton and Warnable two or three runs before that. So this dog is a seasoned campaigner in very good form for Matty Lanigan and I just think it's going to get a lovely run in the race and probably the strongest dog in the race. Good stuff. Hope everyone wrote those down who are listening. On the other side of the news, we'll touch on Hillsville. A big weekend this weekend and a little later on in the half hour, we'll have a chat with Cynthia O'Brien as well. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase on SEN Track right around the country. Damien Watson and Mitch Bayer with you. Here's the news. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase.
Welcome back. You are indeed listening to Thrill of the Chase on SEN Track right around the country on this Friday afternoon. Hope you're enjoying the start of your weekend, for most of you anyway. Damien Watson joined by Mitch Bay, who's part of the Sales Sundays team. And don't forget, you can catch that at Sunday at 5pm on SEN Track for Grey's Bistro, open for takeaway at the Sale Greyhound Club. Well, Mitchie, from one eastern town in Victoria to another, sailed to Hillsville. The Hillsville Cup is on the horizon now, and we've got the Members' Cup as well. The stage is set for some straight track speed. It's one of the most iconic straight tracks in Australia of any code, and it certainly is a fantastic, not only venue, but I think just in general, it's a town that does get behind it. Obviously, COVID restrictions will prevent the crowds, but certainly the Hillsville Cup. Just give us an insight before we actually have a look at the races that are of most prominence. Give us an insight as to the significance of the Hillsville Cup. And actually, while we're in the midst of that, Race Nine's coming up for Bendigo as well. So I might get your tip here. Yeah, we'll go Bendigo. Bendigo. Yep. Yep. Now, there's uh, a few chances in this. Uh, I think Typhoon Sammy, obviously beautifully drawn off the red. It's going to be pretty hard to beat. Uh, Jason Thompson trained. Soda Prince is one of the fastest dogs going around. I'm going to take on the favourite here. I'm going to go the eight Soda Prince to beat the red. Uh, and then for your exotics, throw in the two, six, and seven. All right. Fair so right. I'm going to go eight, eight to beat one, and then we're going to have two, six, and seven to run third. I'm going to go with a bit of an outsider here, Mitchie. Amarillo Highway, yep. $10. Yeah, very good dog. Been in the placings in three of its last five. Just needs a little bit of fortune early on. If it has enough room, I think it can get there. Uh, just while we wait for race nine at Bendigo, and you can text in your tips as well, 0499736736. Give us an idea of the significance of the Hillsville Cup. You're not too far from that Hillsville area. Uh, just give us an insight as to what it means, particularly in Victoria. No, it's a, it means a lot to the town of Hillsville, and um, I know there's a lot of uh, members and locals that get behind this. I know there's not going to be any crowds at the moment, but it is one of the most spectacular venues on a Sunday, you know, when the sun's out and you can get the chance to get up there and watch the Cup. Usually they do get a really good turnout. Um, it, it's a Group 2 now. It's up to about 50,000 for the win, so it does mean a lot that they've, you know, elevated it to a Group 2. They get great numbers for it. Some of the dogs that were nommed for it last week were sensational. So uh, it, it is a really uh, big race, and I know it means a lot to the club to be able to host it. All right, so to Bendigo Race 9. Driven through, though, Come on, Prince. Away now on Soda Prince, jamming up the rest of them. Aston Tribune Prince got is to chasing third it from down. Can it get there? Why now, Grace in shock from Mahogany Jet, and then came Steel Magnolia and Amarillo Highway, but Typhoon yeah. Sammy into the straight. Three links in front of Babe's Soda Prince. It. Can't get it. Typhoon Sammy smashes them. Beats home Soda Prince and third Aston Tribute. Good dog, uh, isn't it? Racing yeah. shock in fourth. And then came the uh, Mahogany Jet. Uh, Steel Magnolia was winning with Amarillo Highway. And look at the time 23.433. Oh. Oh. Jeez. How about that? What that is an absolute pantsing. Wait, what's the track record for Bendigo? Uh, 23.37, I think. Uh, Shimmer Shine. Ah, okay. Well, it's hard to catch Shiva Shine in that scenario, but still, it is. But that's a great run. Jeez, I, I thought it was going to be hard to beat. I, I, I got into a dollar forty-five. I wasn't keen to take a dollar forty-five about it. Uh, it paid all right on the tote in the end, a dollar seventy. And I thought the pink might have been a big chance there, but just wanted to crash to the fence too hard. So um, when you do that, uh, good dogs get away, and it is flying. Yes, and it's been in very consistent form. Probably aside from the one aberration, it just continues to win Typhoon Sammy, so it utilised the good draw, no question about that. Let's turn our attention to Hillsville on Sunday. We've got the SEN track. Yes, we're sponsoring it as well. The SEN track, Hillsville Cup final. Uh, Great to get behind it in the Hillsville Members Trophy final, which we mentioned. So we'll, we'll touch on the main course, which is the Hillsville Cup Group 2 event, as you said, Mitchie. 
And you got Hilltop Jonah, who's got the good draw. It's been in sensational form. It's probably the one to beat at this point in time. Ferdinand Boy, Tigalong Tonk will be running, which will be very exciting. And some of the other dogs that are in double-figure odds have been in good form as well. So it's a classy field. It's a very classy field, this one. Uh, we'll start with box draw. Hilltop Jonah's got the red. Aston Merritt's got box two. Baruga Smoke has box three. Aston Geneve, box four. Ferdinand Boy, box five. Tigalong Tonk, box six. Mr. America, box seven. And Aston Titan, box eight. Um, as you said, Hilltop Jonah has been in some scintillating form. Won his last five at Hillsville. Well, I think he might have won more than that at Hillsville, but he's absolutely been lighting them up. He's come up with a great draw in box one. He's won more races off box one than any other box uh, he's won off. So I think he's going to be awfully hard to beat. He's got a greyhound draw next to him, one of the most you know up-and-coming, exciting prospects we've seen for a while, Aston Merritt. To run and make a Hillsville Cup final at start number three is absurd. It's gone 1928, and this dog is an absolute missile, I'll tell you right now. If he... It improves. It could actually knock off Hilltop Jonah here. Um, but I'm going to be sticking with the favourite, Hilltop Jonah. I know Tigalong Tonk's the favourite, but I'll, the way I've seen the race pan out, I just don't think it's going to get a run at him. Uh, it was slow last week early. Ferdinand Boy is a really good beginner, but likes to run in the middle of the track. So I don't see Tonk ever being able to get access to the rail. And I think that the rail's the place to be. So there's a lot of speed in this. I think it's going to be pretty hard for Mr. America or Aston Titan to win from out wide. I just think this is a race where a dog from box one or two will be winning. So Hilltop Jonah to beat Aston Merritt for me, I, I think that, you know, he's he's deserved this. He's been in some awesome form, 18.95 PB, which was three runs back. He's as consistent as they come. He missed a kick last week and still went 19.13, best of the day. So uh, I, I just think that, yeah, he has this, uh, this is his to lose. Yeah, obviously the draw is crucial. And just before we head to the break, and on the other side, we'll chat with Cynthia O'Brien. But your tip for the Members' Trophy final, Mitchie in race eight. And having a look at the market as it stands at the moment, the favourite is Invictus Eiffel, also from box one. Uh, what odds are Smart as Jack, please? Uh, smart as Jack at uh, this point is about $8. Well, that, that that would be a gift. If he's $8, I'm telling you now, you'd be absolutely loading up each way all day. Uh, he's my tip to win it. I think he'll he'll take this out. Uh, Duncan, the greyhound drawn inside, is a mad railer. Will cut hard to the rail. He was huge last week. Uh, sorry, on Tuesday, Duncan. Uh, but I just think he's going to make the race the smartest. Jack, the greyhound's drawn on the outside in Uncle's Girl and so hazy. Just average beginners. They're not going to bother smartest, Jack. He'll be off and gone. Nineteen twenty the other day, best of the day. Uh, same as Duncan. But I just think that uh, having Duncan drawn on the inside is a huge, huge advantage. And Invictus Ethan led up Duncan last week and got beat. So oh, I just think that smartest, Jack, this is his race. All right, smart as Jack, I might get on that as well, given your bullishness about the dog. We'll take a break. Cynthia O'Brien to join us on the other side. Don't forget you can join Mitch Abaya, Jason Boddington and Greyhound Racing Victoria's Rob Popplestone for sales Sundays. That's at Sunday at 5pm for Grey's Bistro Takeaway. Pick up or free delivery and sale. Order online from 5pm daily. We'll take a break. Cynthia O'Brien to join us on Thrill of the Chase right after this. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You are indeed listening to Thrill of the Chase right across the country on SEN Track. Davia Watson and Mitch Abayer with you. Well, it's time to welcome in once again. Seems like she's a regular on the program these days. We might have to send her an invoice or something. <laughs> I speak of Cynthia O'Brien, who's a mainstay at Hillsville, and it's going to be a big day on Sunday with the Group 2 Hillsville Cup and the Members Only Cup as well. Cynthia, thanks once again for your time. Thanks again, Damien. It's a pleasure to be here. 
Now, I was speaking to my uh, wonderful producer at the back, Tomo, and uh, he had a chat to you off here, and he basically said this has been two months in the making. July 4 is when the process to get this event underway kicked off. Uh, it must be said uh, back then, I don't think we were in the froze of lockdown like we are now, so a lot has changed in those two months, but it just shows you the amount of work that goes into it. Yeah, we've been through two lockdowns since this all started. So back in the 4th of July, the pipe dream started, and here we are right out the other end now, so <laughs> nearly finished. Oh, exactly. Hey, Cynthia, uh, thanks for joining us once again. It's always a pleasure to have a chat to you about uh, all things racing at Hillsville. And big day coming up on Sunday with, obviously, the Hillsville Cup, uh, also the Members' Trophy Final, and got a stack of maiden heats as well. But we'll start with the Cup. It's a, a fantastic field assembled and a Group 2 now and 50,000 to the winner and uh, 14 for second and 7 for, uh, seven for third. It's a, a really good field, and I'm sure you'd be uh, pretty excited for what Sunday brings. Well, it's really interesting to try and pick a winner out of it, Mitch. It's so even and it's a great field and, you know, dogs of all class and age. It's just a great event. Yeah, Hilltop Jonah has been uh, a revelation since going up the straight and uh, he, he, was a, he was a good circle dog or horseshoe dog, but he's, he's absolutely loved his time up the straight and he's come up with the red and, as you said, all dogs' um, ages, Aston Merritt, to make a final at start three of the the calibre of this one, some of the dogs in it, like he's coming up against Tigalong Tonk. Um, Aston Geneve's another young one. Ferdinand Boy's been around and won over 200,000. So, uh, as you said, uh, it, it is a race where we get to see some young pups and some experienced race dogs. And I think that's the great thing about straight track racing, that um, it, it doesn't just favour one. All dogs are open to it. And uh, if you've got a dog that flies up here, why wouldn't you have a crack at it? Well, Ferdinand Boy is also going for the $50,000 bonus. If he happens to win the three country cups for the year, three group events, he gets another 50000 into his back pocket. So, you know, it makes the race really exciting. Yeah, we've also got the Members Only Cup. And I know this one's pretty close to you. You're a, uh, a big push for this one. And uh, I think it's a great idea. Uh, this is for the Members Only to uh, enter their dogs. And the heats were on Tuesday. Uh, the final is worth 7,000, 2,000 for second and 1,000 for third and pulled together a really good field. Invictus Ethan's got the red. Uh, Duncan's drawn box five. Anita Sonic Love's got the four and Smartest Jacket's got six. Uh, it is a really good field and you talk about the times. There's not a stack of difference between some of these and the finalists in the cup. I think the fastest last week was 19.13 and they were running around the 19 and 20 mark on uh, Tuesday. So a, a really classy field, and I'm sure whoever takes this one out will be absolutely stoked that this event was put on. And the the people that are in it, you know, we've got life members, we've got foundation members, and we've got current members. So that's a really good cross-section of the 76 members at the club. So this has been a real eye-opener. We hope to be able to continue to run this sort of event for our members each year. And it's for the people that sort of thought that the cup might be too hard, and they've come this way, and, you know, here they are in a $7,000 final. So it's a great great new race for the club. I was just going to say, do you reckon this thing could be something that features more often throughout the calendar where uh, it becomes, you know, not something just at Hillsville, but something at all tracks where um, they have the members only race maybe once a month or once every two months? Well, I'm not really sure how the other clubs sit with that, Mitch, but I think at Hillsville we'll continue to have it so that it is a race that's in, around the Hillsville Cup. It just gives the members a chance to be involved on, on the big day. No, I think it's a great idea, great initiative. And, um, yeah, for those in, that are involved, uh, uh, good luck to all those. And it, it's a really good field in both the Cup and uh, the members' final as well. We've also got some 
uh, maiden heats on. And I know we had the maiden final not long ago, but geez, we've attracted some some more really highly uh, promising pups and well-bred pups. And uh, I, I think that a lot of credit has to go to you guys, uh, yourself, Cynthia, and obviously the track staff as well for taking all the trials. I can imagine how many trials there would have been you know, the last month or couple of months with people preparing their dogs for Hillsville Racing, uh, especially maidens. It's not just a case of throw them in. They want a few runs and looks at the track before they go there. So um, I think we've got four heats on and, uh, yeah, some pretty high-profile pups in those. I think the boys at the track will be looking for a bit of a, a breakdown next week so that quietens off a little bit. But, yeah, like you say, four heats, which is really good. And it's interesting to see how many first starters there are again. So, as you know, we had 57 first starters a couple of weeks ago in the Maiden Challenge, and here we are with a whole new, fresh set of maidens having their first start up heels full. No, it's an exciting time uh, when your greyhound hits the track, uh, whether obviously whether it's at Hills or at Sandown or... Warnable, wherever it is, the first start you always remember it, and where uh, where the dog finished. But uh, it's going to be fantastic to see the results of those races there. Uh, we've also got uh, Facebook live stream, which I'm going to be a part of. I can't wait. I absolutely oh. love it, and um, I'm going to be joined by Troy Harley um, and James Vandermatt will be featured as well. But Cynthia, we um, we get the the luxury of uh, broadcasting all of Hillsville's racing on Sunday on the app and uh, the Watchdog app and on Facebook Live and. What, what a great uh, platform that is to get it out there into uh, the socials. You know, for, for those out there that can't be on course, they can sit there and watch it on, you know, their, their smartphones or if they can link it to the computers or TVs. I think it's just a great initiative. It's fantastic, Mitch. And the fact that you interview some of the trainers, so the people that are involved with the greyhounds that can't be trackside still get to hear about their dog on the day and what's going to happen. Yeah, there's nothing better than having a chat to the trainers or owners. And um, I know the trainers played a big part in the arrow they pushed us into a couple of winners there and it's always great to get an insight on what the dog's traits might be like or the how it's been trialing so uh i cannot wait for that on sunday hopefully the weather holds up for us i know it was half decent for the arrow and the weather of late's been good but uh, hopefully the rain stays away and we can have a fantastic day and i'm sure we'll get uh quite a few people tuning into the watchdog app and facebook live and um, I think it's just a growing place, Hillsville, Cynthia. I think uh, we've got something really good there, and I know you've been the big drive behind it, but I think this can go a long, long way. We had the Arrow the other day and how good it was, and I think the Hillsville members uh, final is going to be something that's going to be around for a long, long time. And while we're talking about all the big races, my club, my administrators and myself would like to thank SEN for getting behind us with the Hillsville Cup this year because it's now known as the SEN Track Hillsville Cup. Uh, it's always a pleasure. We're uh, happy to jump on board and uh, help out and um, spread spread the love and uh, show how good straight track racing is. So it's always a pleasure having a chat to you, Cynthia, and thanks for giving up your time once again. And I look forward to seeing you on Sunday for some uh, fast times and some great results up there at Hillsville. Let's hope you can pick a few winners, Mitch. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he will uh, based on the uh, track record he has when it comes to tipping winners at Hillsville. Hey, Mitchie, thanks very much again for your time on Thrill of the Chase. And look, hopefully one day we'll get to go out to Hillsville ourselves. Uh, that's the aim, I think, when we're in the throes of lockdown like this. No, I can't wait, mate. No, always a pleasure to uh, spend time with you, mate. But yeah, if we can get up to Hillsville at some point, have a couple of drinks when... Uh, we're out of lockdown and the sun's out. Find a few winners as well. Uh, there's no better place to be watching racing, I'll tell you right now. Absolutely. And just before we do go, I may as well see if we can get a tip out of your late tip for race 10 at Bendigo. The favourite is Gold Driller. Do you have a tip for this race? 
Uh, Gold Driller looks pretty hard to beat here. Um, I'm happy to go with the three Sassanac. I think it can ping a, uh, pinch a lead and uh, run away with it. All right, no worries. All right, that wraps us up for Thrill of the Chase for yet another week. Thanks again, Mitch. Have a good weekend. Anytime, Damo. You too, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Good stuff. All right, on the other side of this break, Betfair Edge Victoria with Miles Fitzner and Tommy Haylock. And from 6.30 Eastern, I'll be joined by Tim O'Connor from Harness Racing Victoria as we dissect tonight's racing action. Stay tuned to SEN Track. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.